There's another podcast you should be listening to, TED Health, a podcast from the TED Audio Collective. Join host Dr. Shoshana Ungerleiter as she introduces you to leading health experts and breaks down the health questions you didn't know you had. Learn more about the way your body works and the newest insights changing the medical world, like what a smart bra means for better heart health, three ways to prepare for the next pandemic, and how we can all live healthier lives. Find TED Health wherever you listen to podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Welcome to Feel Good Friday, our weekly segment where we dive into the weird and wild news in the world of health. This week, the first successful whole eye transplant from E. coli coma to Paralympic gold glory and man on fire syndrome. Whoa. Man on fire syndrome? That's what you've been dealing with, right? <laughs> Dude. You know what? I haven't, but pretty much though. So. I, 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 yeah, I mean, I've been dealing with my own version of man on fire syndrome, but very different. But the man on fire syndrome that we're going to get into, like Denzel, man on fire, uh, a little bit different and awful. They call okay. it Burning Man. Really terrible. Um, listen, man on fire. We uh, before we get into the goods, I just want to say huge shout out to. <clears throat> all all of you rabid Vancouver folk yeah who who sold our our show with uh, Dr. Gabor Mate sold out in less than 3 minutes and if you are somebody who didn't get a ticket God we're actually going to be releasing the names and addresses of all the people who did get tickets. So if you want to yeah. show up at their house, challenge them to a duel for that said ticket that they have and you don't, you can um, do that. You can do that because that is, um, you know, that's uh, there's actually a legislation. You can still duel people. I don't know, just in case yeah. anybody didn't know that. Um, I also, before we get into today's episode, I want to give a shout out to all the caregivers and care providers Damn. from the uh, the inaugural Canadian Caregiving Summit that That's we right. just attended, which That's was right. put on by the Canadian Center for Caregiving Excellence. Very cool conference that very, we attended this week. Cool. It was, yeah. and also the reason why today's episode is a little bit late. That's coming right. up because that's, right. that's where we were this we week. Were, yeah, we were in Ottawa all week. We didn't take our gear. We were 100% invested in learning and hearing stories at this conference, um, and of which we heard many, and we are feeling very inspired. And probably going to f- uh, see a few guests on the show over the next little bit uh, from people that we met there. So yeah, really looking forward to that. So let's get into uh, let's get into the news of the week. This is fresh, fresh off the off the press. Uh, we've got the world's first successful face and whole eye transplant coming out of New York. For, so what was the first one? Face? The first whole face? Successful face and whole eye transplant. Now, Tell me you have a face-off clip. I don't. I thought about it, but, uh, but they didn't want to take this man's face off. They literally just wanted to put a whole new face together. Here's the thing. It's a brand new face. It's a brand new face. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I, well, I, th- I feel like that's kind of the way you got to go about it. We'll get into it. But I had this conversation. Uh, my health card arrived the other day at home. How long w- were you waiting for that? Uh, since 2019. <laughs> and, uh, and it finally arrived. Um, finally, the people at MSI, like, I don't know, just showed up to the office one day, I guess. And, or Canada Post. <laughs> yeah. Could be. Who knows? I don't know what the fuck is going on. But uh, anyway, it showed up. 
And of course it had the whole like donor, you know, opt out thing on there. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at it and I was like, yeah, isn't that, isn't that nice? Like I'm a donor, I'm a donor. I'm going to like donate all my stuff. And I was looking at it and the, I, the eyes were on there and I went, wait, we transplant eyes. Like what is that? What is that? Is that even a thing? Well, according to what I've read here from this, this, uh, I mean, this is making waves. This is a, a every major news outlet has covered this. Um, apparently the very first time uh, of a of a transplant of an entire eye successfully now successful is very much in air quotes here as you're about to find out but uh, i i didn't realize that this was a thing i did, like i just thought you know yes your heart your lungs your liver your you know whatever if even your probably your, even your penis can be can be <laughs> transplanted but i just figured the eyes like i don't know like don't the eyes just kind of once your once your soul leaves your body don't your eyes just melt you well, know, if this was the I, first one, if this was the first one, I think what they typically, because I'm pretty sure you would have donated your eyes for a long time. I think they yeah. can take pieces up until now. I think right. they were taking like pieces tissue. of your eyes. Oh, tissue, there like we tissue, go. Yeah. Maybe your retina or something like that. I was going right. to say. Take it, some be, cones, maybe some rods. Yeah. Because I've, you know, I've, um, I've seen eyes on like filling out that form and seeing that form. I've, yeah. I've seen eyes on it. But when you said that the first successful eye transplant has been done, I didn't, I didn't think that that was possible to do the whole eye yeah well this is this it's now well again i i, I say this it's sort of now possible yeah <laughs> and, it's, and brian it's okay that you didn't know because no one did until this uh, <laughs> article came out that's right so this week um, this week doctors announced that they had completed the first successful transplant of a partial face and an entire eye in may at nyu langone Health in New York City. The surgery was performed on a 46-year-old man who had suffered severe, and I mean severe, electrical burns to his face, left eye, and arm. He does not yet have vision in the transplanted eye and may never regain it there, but early evidence suggests the eye itself is healthy and may be capable of transmitting neurological signals to the brain, which is very fascinating. Uh, The feat opens up the possibility of restoring the appearance and maybe even sight, of people who have been disfigured or blinded by injuries. Researchers caution there are many technical hurdles before such procedure can effectively treat vision loss, however. Quote, I think it's an important proof of principle, says Jeffrey Goldberg, a professor and chair of ophthalmology at the Byers Eyes Institute at Stanford University. Now, he was not involved in the surgery, but has been a part of a team working towards whole eye transplants in humans. He says, I think it's I think it points to the opportunity and importance that we really stand on the verge of being able to achieve eye transplants and vision restoration for blind patients more broadly. But he cautions that the main obstacle is achieving regeneration of the optic nerve, which carries visual signals from the retina to the brain. And this step has not successfully been demonstrated in humans. It's funny because if you if you if you like imagine him saying in a way where he's like just trying to justify his work. Like this guy who does this study on on whole eye transplants, he's mm. like, he's like, this is really exciting because like the guy definitely hooked everything up right, but and like there's not <laughs> quite a signal being sent yet, but like I, I we're pretty sure it's all it's all hooked up right. It should work soon. So the the uh, the gentleman who had the surgery, his name was Aaron, and um, I want to show you some photos. So so and 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 prep yourselves because these photos are intense okay so here, here's a photo an old oh, whoopsie uh wrong thing here's an old photo of um aaron and his wife 
So this is what he was what he looked like uh, prior to his injuries. Um, and uh, Taylor, what you want to uh, put your phone down and maybe yep. look at the? Uh, I just had something that I could not uh, could not get out of my head and needed to happen right this. Right. Moment. Okay. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> um, so that's that's the gentleman before he had his uh, injuries. Um, this is after <clears throat> the uh, electrical injuries. Oh, oh no! Very that's very severe. So really for folks shame. that are just listening. Um, he has no left eye at all. His, his right eye actually is fully, fully, it's like, it's, it, it, it's untouched. It is very nice. Uh, um, a very nice eye color. Yeah. Uh, he, it looks like his nose. Thanks, Brian. Completely gone. Uh, it also looks like his, like, it looks like his mouth is completely gone. Like he has no lips. He, he, he just has like a, a circular opening and you can see his teeth. So, so again, it's like, you know. A very severe burn. Very, very severe. Now, here is the here is the before with the after right next to it. Whoa. Look at that. Oh wow. That's well, pretty wild. They you used can, a brown eye. Yeah. So you can see the eye that they transplanted in there. It is a different color. I don't know if they're gonna like, you know, correct that with, I don't know, like a contact, contact lens or something. I, I don't know. Or just keep it the way it is. I think. I think. Um, I, th- I forget the name of like dual colored eyes. The way that that. I mean, yeah, that looks cool. cool. Yeah. If I could have uh, one brown eye and one blue eye, I totally would. Like, here's, a, like a husky. Here's yeah. the part though that really fucking impresses me is the like the nose down. Like if you look at this guy's jawline, mm-hmm. the facial hair, the the mouth, even the nose, it is. It just. It's wild. It's so wild. Like you can see where again. So folks that are just listening, uh, we, we have the two images: the one of of the of the the severe burn on the left, and the one of the the hit, what his face looks like after the surgery. And it looks like you can see the difference between the face that's on the lower half, like even up to his eye. You even see the line. It looks like they just plopped a mask on. So you can see like two different faces, really. You know, like what's what's what remains of his original face and the new face. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, it's quite impressive. Here's a here's a picture of him with an eye patch with the doctor who did the the transplant. Whoa. And I mean, I gotta say, like you know, he'll probably look in the mirror and never re- like and have a hard time recognizing himself in the mirror. Can you go to the original photo of him with his wife? Um, before, but, before, but he is uh, he is very much uh, oh, wow. Wow, he's wow, very wow. much a, a, a you know he looks like a like a person. Um, whereas. With the oh, with shit. the burns that he had, he's like, missing. And his, I don't. Uh, he's missing his left arm as well. I don't mean to say it to be rude, but like he didn't look. He doesn't look like a person. Like he didn't look. It almost looked uh, like inhuman. Oh, I mean the, the, the severity the of the, is, the injury. It's one of the worst burns I've ever seen. So the face and cornea transplants have been performed before. Uh, yet to the NYU Langone's team's knowledge, this is the first time a whole eye has been transplanted successfully with or without a face. So the first partial face transplant was performed. Only in 2005 in France, and as of 2021, nearly 50 face transplants has been conducted worldwide. In 69, Texas physician uh, Conrad Moore claimed to have attempted the first whole eye transplant in a human, but it was not successful. A long time ago. <laughs> it is funny to think about. That guy was just like, that guy was way ahead of Let's try time. it. It yeah. is funny. Like, I wonder what constitutes yeah. trying the first eye transplant. Like, did, like, just thinking about the way that they did stuff back in the day, like, at, at just for context, like, at that same time, they were still, like, drilling holes in people's head. Um, because... Well, I mean, trepanation still happens today. Right. You're meaning lobotomies. No, I, no, I was talking about trepanation, but yeah. it, it, are they... Is trepanation still a thing? It's not not in the same way that we were talking about it, though. 
Before. No, they're not doing trepanation for like for like hysterical women. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. Right. But um, they were doing that at like that time in like sixty nine. I, I don't it really was probably getting to the end of that. I don't know. I don't know. Sixty nine might be a little late for that, but yeah, yeah, maybe. It was pretty close to the same time that they were. Uh, I mean, uh, was there even electricity in nineteen sixty nine? Like, I don't, I don't. What do you I think? Like, everything. I think it was mostly candles. Yeah, it was like <laughs> and going to the moon, but yeah. other than like those two things. Interesting. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But we all know. We all know the truth behind that, right? right. But it's imagine just, them doing an eye transplant. We all then. Yeah. We all know. Like they probably just like put it on top and like pushed it in. <laughs> yeah, and they were like, yeah. we tried it. I mean, it did they really even work. have knives sharp enough to <laughs> to cut through? I don't think so. I don't think so. Fuck. Yeah. So, uh, uh, James a barbaric era, really. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Uh, Aaron James is his name. Um, or sorry. Uh, what's that his name? Uh, James is added to the transplant waiting list in February, 2023. And on Memorial day, uh, weekend in May, a donor was identified a deceased man in his thirties, whose family consented to donate his organs. So James and his family flew to New York for the operation, which took place on May 27th. Uh, the portions of the face that were transplanted included the nose, left eyelids, eyebrow, lips, underlying skull, nasal and chin bones, cheekbones, and all of the muscle and nerve tissue under the right eye. The entire left eye and optic nerve were transplanted, and stem cells from the donor's bone marrow were transplanted along with them in the hopes of helping the optic nerve regenerate. And the surgery itself lasted 21 hours and involved more than 140 people, including doctors, nurses, and support staff. Wow. Dude, how yeah. expensive was that surgery? You know what I, I, I think is really interesting about that, too, is, is one of my favorite uh, types of YouTube channels to watch is like the art YouTubers that like do either miniatures or models and things yeah. like that. And to be able to like even sculpt something like uh, XPS foam into like something that looks or resembles a real life object. So like if you're trying to cut the foam into like a miniature building or something, it's really difficult. I mean, it's really difficult to make it look realistic and that's with foam that's easy to cut meant to be used for that thing. So I'm trying to imagine like what it would be like to take bone and cartilage and skin and stuff and try to attach it into like reattach something that wasn't, it's not that guy's actual stuff that was the right size for his mm. face to begin with. But you're trying to like mold and sculpt these bones and tissue and stuff. Yeah, imagine how bad it, it would be if you if if the, if they were just like Brian, we're gonna leave this to you. Well, like, I, you yeah. have to do this. You know, it's, you know it's, I consider myself to be a pretty crafty and artistic person, but I'm wondering about like the people who actually do this. Like, are you know the doctors and stuff? Do they have because if you got like Nerd Forge, the YouTuber too to like carve that stuff into the perfect shape. I bet she'd do a pretty fucking good job at it. What I'm hearing you saying, Brian, like, is that the doctors like... should, th these doctors should really, or could really just make a way better living if they were art YouTubers. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I'm saying is that maybe the art YouTubers should be, uh, also recruited, recruited, recruited to help, make, you know, model. The totally. Person's face like the, like the drill, like the, like the oil drillers in Armageddon. Like yes. how they took the oil yeah, drillers right. in Armageddon. They were like, you right. are the people yeah. that we want to take to the asteroid right. to save the human species. Right. Would exactly. you watch that YouTube video? Totally. Yeah. Would you? I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, like, the I'm drillers did it. I mean, like, have you seen Armageddon? I mean, they did it. They saved the human. They, they saved the human race. I, I, they did. I, I, yeah. This is a serious question. I don't I don't mean for this to come across as being insensitive, but too probably, late. Probably Ryan. will, though. Too but, late. But to be honest, 
Um, I wonder, looking at that guy's face and the size of the the structure of like the new face that was put on, he doesn't look like it. It doesn't look like the same face shape as he looked like before. Um, he, he looks like a different person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a completely different. So I mean, because he has wonder, a different person's face on he his a, face. He has a different right. face. Right. Yeah. And so I wonder. That's, that's, that's probably why. So I, I, that would be my guess. I wonder from like the um, artistic like recreation of that face. You know, like when people do, you know, if you go in for. Um, you mean like they should have contracted an art YouTuber to help I'm mold not, and not, shape the face not, into a I'm more. A, into a, a, a face that looks more like his face. A serious question about like how much of the recreation is up to the like artistic recreation of the like sculpting the bones and the different tissue and stuff to fit together or do they just take you know what they have and the fact that it's like obviously a really difficult surgery to to reconstruct all of those pieces that were mentioned like is it just hard enough to do that or is there some sort of like it's probably more like, functional than cosmetic yeah i was gonna say like like in cosmetic terms of, was the word I was in terms for. of like shaping the bone and stuff especially with like the sinuses it there's you know there's probably like we, we don't really have a choice. We got to shape it this way so that there's it will a, that there, yeah, so that it'll fit or that, that, you know, it like airway clearance isn't a problem or that there's, you know, he's not going to run into like any kind of like sinus, it like continuous sinus infections because you know, whatever, like a fucking cavity is too small or something like that. Um, I don't know. Like, but also, but also you, you definitely have to balance. I mean, if that doctor is really like wanting to do the best job possible, you, you're also going to want to balance the cosmetic part too. Well, it's important, it's like, right? Yeah, we got to give this person like a, a face that they can like, that they can appreciate and love and not, you know, not some like, like fucking Frankenstein's monster type type thing that which, which like, which is what it would probably look like if, if like you did it. Yeah. Right. I'm just In thinking like, I'm picturing what you would do. No, you mean if what Taylor would do, for example? No, I'm pretty sure. I just you. wouldn't. I just wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, they, they, but, you know, they, but I, I gotta say, like, they did a they did a good job. If you look at him here, like, he looks totally. He looks um, like even from this distance, like from that photo taken, kind of hard to even tell that he had surgery. You know. Yeah. I I just wonder what type of cosmetic consideration. He looks, he's there more is. handsome than the, the doctor. Oh, given whoops. given the given the fact that there <laughs> we'll, is we'll is out. such a. <laughs> Given the fact that there is like such a, uh, it's such a difficult medical procedure, I wonder how much cosmetic consideration is made when they're in the process of like, yeah, you know, trying to put it all back together. Yeah, I mean, I would say that there's most certainly some, some of it. It boils down to that, guys. I think I'm pretty certain on exactly the balance. So I think I, can I you give us a number? I think I'm just, I yeah, I feel like it's a seventy thirty. Yeah, I feel and by like I feel like I mean I know seventy cosmetic and thirty. Yeah. functional. I just wanted to put a bow on it to say I know yeah. exactly just, what it is. Just to clarify, you could uh, you could also say that is a really interesting thing. Maybe maybe we should look into that next time and and uh, and think about or research how much how much cosmetic no, consideration no, is made. No, Brian, that no, you know what that is reserved for our real our real relationship off air. I feel like this whole episode right now is just. And going down the drain. Are you tired of hearing the same old wellness advice? It's time to dig deeper and listen to America Dissected from Crooked Media, the podcast that's cutting into the science, culture, and policy that shapes our health. 
From doctors fighting for their rights to the surprising truths about sunscreen, America Dissected dives deep into the state of health. Tune in every Tuesday for new episodes of America Dissected, available on all major podcast platforms. Um, let's move on to something that I'm sure Taylor's going to love. Because it has to do with butt darts. I already know what this. I already know. I uh, saw it. Lizzie Jordan. Uh, Lizzie Jordan uh, went through kind of a went through a rough time in 2017. So uh, a fast food meal. God damn, man! I wish. I wish. You were I so wish this right? wasn't the, the the first thing written in this BBC article. Because you like your McDicks. I do like McDonald's. A fast food oh, meal yeah. after a night out in 2017 changed changed the course of Lizzie's uh, Lizzie Jordan's life forever. Uh, but it, but here we go. Silver lining. Gotta love them. It's opened the door to new opportunities. Um, when she was a student studying psychology at Royal Holloway University in London, London, Jordan then, 19, contracted a rare strain of E. coli through food poisoning from probably, ju- probably a London chain. Let's say Nando's, maybe? Allegedly. Likely, yeah. Actually, yeah. Uh, definitely say allegedly no matter allegedly. what. Also, it's not even allegedly Nando's. It's just allegedly a chain. Allegedly, it could have been something like a Nando's. So I hope it wasn't Wagamama. If, as long as we just say allegedly, no fast food chain can sue us. That's right. Uh, now, in her, uh, it left her in a coma. Uh, she was obviously really fucked up. She almost died. But eventually, she came out of the coma. And when she did, she was blind. Uh, a lot of eye stuff this weekend. Blinded by the light. And the light was Nando's. Um, so, but after hitting what she described as rock bottom, Jordan from uh, Guildford uh, has set herself new challenges and is aiming to be a part of the Great Britain paracycling team at next year's Paris Paralympics. She said, I was very, very poly. That's what she said. Is that BBC the, Sport. Uh, I was very, very poly. Is that the she told BBC from Sport. where she's from? I suffered multiple organ failure and doctors warned my parents on several occasions that I might not pull through. But thanks to the use of a rare and expensive drug, they managed to get me out of a coma. Sure, that was well received. But when I woke yeah. up, I had totally lost my eyesight, which was terrifying. Uh, when I came home from the hospital, I thought to myself, how am I going to live my life without sight? Which... I mean, yeah, I probably think I would, the same thing if I was uh-huh. 19, then all of a sudden couldn't fucking see anymore. She said, it's your window to the world and how you see and experience everything. I said, I've got two options here. I can sit around and feel really sorry for myself, or I can try and make something out of my life and actually maybe achieve something I wouldn't have done even if I had sight. Mm. So her determination saw her run the 2019 London Marathon, raising $15,000 for the RNIB charity. She ran a marathon and can't and cannot see. Yeah. Be tough. I mean, That's it's great. tough to run a marathon anyway. Yeah. But tough it's, to, it's tough to run. It's good it's that to run. she was able able to eventually see the silver lining. Oh, Brian. Wow. Uh, in 2020, she attended the British Cycling Talent ID Day. And despite having barely ridden a bike before, <laughs> before losing her sight, she impressed in testing. And it started a new journey, which yielded gold at this year's World Championships in Glasgow in the mixed tandem sprint, as well as tandem kilo bronze medal uh, with pilot Amy Cole. So th- I, I, I was searching high and low. This is the only video I could find. And actually, I'm going to have to. Uh, I took the audio out because it's uh, will probably get flagged on YouTube. Uh, but uh, so here's some cool music to go along with it. Okay. So uh, 
You can see she's in the back. <laughs> and she's got like a pilot in the front. So it's like a tandem bicycle. <laughs> How fucking sweet is that? That's yeah. sweet. Taylor, I would go biking with you more if we could ride a bike like that. Hey, you know what? It would be very cute. Um, well, you, you know Ed Walsh. Yeah. Um, and um, Ed's probably listening to this right now. Um, Ed's dad was the was the pilot for uh, for um, for a blind athlete at the oh, Paralympics cool. in I believe the eighties. Now I got a question: Is in in the Olympics or in you know World Championship of biking that's not uh, not reserved for like Paralympic athletes? Is tandem biking a thing? Uh, you mean in like um, in so non? I don't know. Non, I don't know the so names. Non Paralympic competition. Yeah. 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 Um, no. Okay. Not, okay. not in. Not oh, that's a shame. Not at like the, a, not at like the world. Not at the world level. No. It'd be so fun to see tandem biking. I would watch that. That's kind of. There's something really <laughs> cute about it. I mean, it's kind of the same. Uh, four as, people. Imagine four people. Like like that'd be cool. Like, yeah. yeah. Like B, yeah. like B four. You probably go. What really there wrong. is C four or B four. Uh, what B4, there bike what four. there is now, which would be like a more. I mean, if you're if we're getting into like the realm of like uh, inclusivity, what they've added in the last two years at the World Championships for. Uh, for like um, road and time trial is they have a mixed team relay. So it's men and women, um, men and women uh, uh, team time trial. But they're um, all in individual bikes. They're all in individual they bikes. Yeah, I, want, I, want, bikes. I, want like, I want a, I want an MFM bike or like, or an FFM or an FFF or an MMMF. So you want them to be three people on the bike and you don't really care how the genders are mixed. Wait, up. what's N? Is N non-binary? M. But yeah, we could do N. Yeah, sure. N M F N. We could do that. N F F F. Lots of uh, lots of great. Um, yeah, um, porn hub references. So it's a. Ride my bike, but but dude, basically, <laughs> Paralympics basically has that covered for you because. It, I mean, it does. There's yeah, one yeah, pilot actually, who can see, and the other person. I mean, doesn't really matter if you're watching if they can. The other person can see or not. The, so they, yeah, they actually do. I believe they do. Uh, they do tandem and uh, like mixed mixed gender tandem as well. They probably uh, do. Yeah, uh, there was. They, they actually do. Um, I know for a fact because uh, uh, at me trying to find Lizzie biking, there was a bunch of stuff about Lizzie and her her another partner that she rides with. Well, who, there's uh, so many more disciplines because of the like diversity of disability right. that people have. Yes. So it's like, because right. of that, there's just like a way wider range of types of events. Um, so that, you know, a, a very wide range of disabilities can compete. Did this, I mean, <clears throat> do you guys think that the viewership just purely the viewership would increase if the blind person was the pilot? Uh, unfortunately, yes, I do. I, I like, I, I mean, I, unfortunately, I, I, yes. unfortunately I do think that that would, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, that's, it's just yeah. funny that unfortunately, Unfor yeah. It would, like, I mean, not, it's kind of like the funny, same. I mean, no, it's not it's funny. No, that, no, no, no. It's kind of like the same. It's kind of like the, like, it's kind of like the same sort of ethos around like why, um, most extreme elimination challenge was, was like, exactly. Yeah. Why, why so many people yeah. watch that. Yeah. Ouchie. <laughs> um, so let's, uh, let's move on. Uh, we'll, we'll keep this tight this week and we'll, we'll do this week's edition of, is most extreme elimination challenge still on? I don't think no, so. No, NXC, no. Uh, genius show, though. I love yeah, NXC. Me too. Yeah. Don't know if it would, uh, I don't know if it would uh, pass what we call in the biz, pass the vibe check. 
uh, today. Yeah, in it's this, a little in, cringe in this current climate. It's, it's Didn't bit, slay today. It's yeah. kind of a bit <laughs> boomer humor, to be honest. It is, yeah. So, uh, um, uh, erythromalgia. You guys ever heard of erythromalgia? I have not. Also known. Have we as, talked about it on the podcast. It's also known as. It's also known as man on fire syndrome. And uh, here's a really interesting thing. Do we have somebody on the podcast with us? No, I don't believe we did. But you know how I came across this is that our new measly intern, um, Annika. Annika. Annika Harmonica. <laughs> she, uh, she deals with this. And it's extraordinarily rare. Only one in 100,000 people in the U.S. have repeatedly, reportedly, uh, rather, been diagnosed with urethromalgia, or what many of those... Urethromalgia? Yeah. Urethromalgia. Urethromalgia. But it has nothing to do with the urethra. It has nothing to do with your pee hole, no. Okay. Pee line. They also call it EM, or... Man on fire syndrome. Person on, let's do person on fire syndrome. Sure. I think mm. that's uh, more. That's reason. better. A neurovascular illness. EM causes the blood vessels meant to keep blood flowing and supply the, blo- uh, the body and organs with nutrients and oxygen to malfunction. So it makes the, the blood vessels malfunction, leaving them unable to successfully undertake the process of normal narrowing, uh, vasoconstriction, vasoconstriction and widening, vasodilation, necessary for the most basic crucial function, a breakdown that leads to the sensation of self immolating. It leads to the sensation of literally being on fire. So uh, no, uh, no. Jay Banak, an author who wrote for this times article, a better experience with this. She said, quote, if I step outside for too long on a sunny day, if I get a little bit warm walking around, if I exercise or even mildly exert myself, mm-hmm. if I wash my hands or my dishes, and sometimes for no discernible reason at all, it just happens. My hands turn a fuming shade of red, become tight with swelling, and begin burning. My face, my ears, my feet all joined in at some point or another too. When I use the word burning, I imagine that most readers interpret this to mean hot, as if the parts of my body were just very, very warm. But it is crucial here that you understand that I actually mean burning. Hand flares feel as if I am placing my hand on the burner of a stove. Whoa. And bring back memories of the sensation of sticking my hands in snow as a child and foolishly running them under hot water to warm them up. A flare in my ears... That's a good uh, way to describe it. Yeah, a flare in my ears feels as if someone is holding a lighter to my skin. Face flares feel as if I've gotten a terrible sunburn without any of the fun of having first been at the beach. When I feel the sensation in my feet, it's like walking across hot coals. Now, I have seen videos of people walking across hot coals, hanging out with, what's his name, big fucking bone buddy who's really uh, uh, inspirational. The liver king. No. <laughs> Tony Robbins. Thank you. And they <laughs> seemed to do it pretty well. Yeah. Um, but my, if, my... They, if they sucked at it, it would probably feel like what this lady's feeling. A friend of mine that I play soccer with just went to North Carolina to do a coal walking, fire walking training. With oh, wow. Tony a Robbins. training. Uh, yeah, a training. A with- training. And what, and, <clears throat> and, and what does this training, what do you get out of that training? It's, 
it's from walking from what poles, it sounded like. I mean, these weren't his right. words, oh, right? Okay, sure. Um, but it sounded like he was potentially being initiated into a cult. No, oh, I like this. <laughs> um, I can sympathize with this feeling because um, I'm not going to tell the whole story because I've told it many times in this podcast. I I felt oh, yeah, I thought right. I was on fire once. That's right. Yeah, and you witnessed it. Yeah, when I got that was the, fucking fucked. When I got the severe burn. Yeah, that was that was a horrible experience. <clears throat> you know what? Just a just a side. And note. that was for 30 minutes, and I actually. I, and the the standout thought from that experience was was either this is going to go away or I'm going to Kill. lose my mind. Yeah, like I'm going, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be, yeah. I'm going to have a psychotic break yeah. imminently. Mm-hmm. If well, this doesn't resolve. Cra- it's one of the other thing is- about Annika is that um, like the fact that she has this and also. You know, has Ehlers-Danlos syndrome and has poor, poor um, like hypermobility and dislocates her bone. She's trying to win the competition. And, is what and what, ever, what our audience member that, don't know is that Annika's here with us and she wants to express herself, but she hasn't been with us long enough for us to allow her on the show to express herself. She's actually not here. So, right um, uh, so <laughs> sh- 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 no, no. <laughs> Sounds crazy. We'll let her out of the cage after Next this month. Um, but, uh, but the crazy thing is, is, Watching her play, I mean, playing against her in wheelchair basketball. Yeah. It's like none of those things affect her when she's playing wheelchair basketball. Yeah. She's like, she's like, like, yeah, dude, like crisscrossing people yeah. and, and that was like me and in acting with CF. Fucking shooting threes like no yeah. problem. It's wild. She's like, uh, scary to be around on the court because she's so aggressive i could be wrong about this but i feel like a lot of people that live with chronic illness like when they're in flow state or they're in, they're like doing the thing that they like they were like fucking mm-hmm. meant to do or doing something that they're really passionate about it's like it almost puts your it almost puts your your illness on pause yeah mm-hmm. um, even down to like like really simple things like kyla has uh kyla gets like especially um in like pollen season and shit you know you get you guys have seen kyla sneeze yeah she sneezes in packs of like 10 and sometimes she'll sneeze in packs of ten, like a hundred times a day. Yeah. And so, but if she were to go into the into the kitchen and cook like, you a, cook you a sandwich, <laughs> if she were to go and she it just goes away. <laughs> she would go into teach yoga. Oh, sorry. She yeah. would just not sneeze for an hour, even yeah, though she yeah, sneezed right. like a hundred times but an she, hour. But then she comes hour. out of the class and, and immediately, immediately like, blows her brains out of her yeah. fucking eyes. It's crazy yeah. because yeah. like pushing on yeah. the the wheels of the wheelchair, my like forearms and and wrists yeah. were so sore afterwards, and I was wondering how a person who has like hypermobility and yeah, this, like right. connective totally tissue thing. Does she wear like, does she wear uh, wrist braces like wrist support? No, I don't think so. No, they're, they're all just they're all just fucking yeah. hardcore. They're just tough. Um, one of the other things that uh, that Jay or Jay um, said was, and there's these hangovers on days after flares. This is this is so gnarly. A sensation that I liken to rubbing one's hands and feet in pink insulation or a tray oh. of crushed glass. Oh no! Hmm. Uh, it is believed that there uh, is a primary version of the illness caused by genetic factors, and a secondary version related to underlying disorders like polycythemia, Vera, neuropathy, uh, autoimmune illnesses such as lupus and rheumatoid arthritis. EDS. EDS would probably fit under there as well. Episodes can increase in frequency with time or remain unchanged over years or decades. For some, the condition can increase in severity rapidly and become disabling within months. Efforts to temper the burning of one's body parts with water or ice can lead to severe infections and gangrene and further damage to blood vessels. 
well, what a fuck you from that that <laughs> syndrome to you. There, that it's like, mm-hmm. if you try to stop this, it's only going to make it worse. Yeah, and there are stories of people who literally want to amputate their own limbs because of the severity of the pain. I get that. Uh, or even worse, end their life. And uh, there's currently no cure for person on fire syndrome. Crazy. Yeah. So, Man, uh, that sucks. Uh, why? Like, I mean, it's wild. I never, never heard of it. Um, didn't know much about it. Oh, to be honest with you, don't autoimmune wanna, don't, shit. Man. Don't want anything to do with it. Autoimmune shit. It's, it's fine. Uh, it's so crazy. Autoimmune stuff is the is. It's always mind blowing. I know. It just like it never ceases to kind of shock me. The the just the complexities of it and like the the nuances of of, of it. I wonder if the hangovers have something to do with like uh, you know if you get if you get like a bunch of inflammation, um, good or bad. You know, like good inflammation, like uh, you like know, a post, like yes, or a like post workout inflammation, which oh, yeah, is like right. good right. to to like call white blood cells to do their thing, um, uh, or bad inflammation. You know, uh, I wonder if I know that, like your body will start to like use a uh, all of like your water content to like try to heal things. Mm. Like water, like your water that's in your body is like highly important for that process. I wonder if there's like severe dehydration that comes along with like mm. an episode, mm. which makes you feel like shit. Like if we went, like we went to the spa on, on whatever Tuesday night, like if we just went to the spa and didn't drink water before, went to the spa and we're like in and out of the hot saunas and everything. And then didn't, didn't um, drink and any, didn't drink any water, water. Like we'd be, we, we would feel, we'd feel fucked the next day. Yeah. Anyway. Just uh, hypothesizing. Crazy. Yeah. Well, uh, that's all we got for you this week, folks. Uh, thanks for tuning in. <clears throat> and again, for all those Vancouver peeps. God damn. Thank you. So sorry to everybody who didn't get a ticket. That sucks because it's going to be a really memorable show and you're really going to miss out. <laughs> wow. Um, but hey, we'll be back someday. You know? Totally. Um, and if you want to support the podcast, uh, leave a rating and a review, come on over to discord where you can join the conversations about these episodes. Uh, and, um, and yeah, uh, we would love to see you over there. It's always fun to chat. And if you want to be a guest on the show, go to sickboypodcast.com and, uh, fill out the guest form and, uh, maybe we will have you in the hot seat to talk about your experience not not too hot though it's not too hot not so yeah, hot man not 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 no uh, man on fire hot no nope. you know what it might not even matter if it's not hot because maybe your skin will just be burning anyway because maybe you have person on fire syndrome and that's what you're here to talk about that'd be a hard, that'd be right. a hard recording yeah especially if be. they're really hot at they're the in, time in, yeah if they're in an episode we yeah. should aim to speak to people when they're in the middle of flare-ups like when they're often. in crisis you know because yeah. like it's definitely makes for good entertainment yeah, right totally and that's what we're that's what we're all about that's what we're all about like here. brian said he can't wait until the paralympics uh kind of reverse flip the flip the script yeah. on those bike races right i just think that i want to i want to put forth that idea to them because i think it might increase engagement um, yeah, which right. is like my thing. Like what, that's what I'm. Whatever drives engagement. That's right? what I'm all about. I'm yeah. a, I think, all I, I about. The, I think we are just. We're just about to get canceled. The viewers. Uh, canceled. Um, and Anyways. thanks to you, if you're one of our viewers that we've managed to get here by boosting our engagement with you. Um, and thanks as well to the people who help make this show happen. Uh, thanks, Annika Harmonica, uh, for being our production assistant. Annika Harmonica. <laughs> And uh, thanks to Jeff Lonis, to Rich O'Coin, to Donovan Morgan, and the rest of the gang. We love you. That is it for this week. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jeremy. And this is Sick Boy.
For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.